His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, the chocolate's yay, Brasileño. Yeah, to the back of the hat, lean back in the lap, crack the window, hear the soldier sounds and that in the back. Ain't no cat in the hat, just a cat that can rap. This is Brunson, Queens on the map, yeah. So what up, what up, it's your boy Brock Brolic coming to you live from the spot over there, over there in the cut. This is Turnbucks and Brass Nugs, the world's most, I don't know, smallly viewed, listened to podcast of wrestling. We love all three of you. So where to go, what up, baby? With me, as always, is Scoop Steve. Yeah. And Double J. Just, just. Hey. Fonzarelli? <laughs> hey, hey. It's uh, I'm keeping with my uh, main event, J. Hey, 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 hey. Oh my god, this is okay. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so, <laughs> fucking lots and lots of stuff to get into today. Churning, burning, churning, burning. I don't even think like the shows, the shows are almost obsolete at this point compared to the breaking newses, but. <laughs> Uh, before we get into anything else, uh, congrats to both Car- not Carmella, but uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, Tayanara Mello both gave birth to babies. Tayanara's baby was big as fuck, like 8.5. It's a huge bitch. And uh, our condolences, I guess, out to Sonny, who just got uh, 17 years in prison. She, I, I think she became very lucky that could and should have probably been I mean, 17 years in prison is pretty bad. It is, but what, what was it? Vehicular manslaughter or something? Oh, I don't even know what she was charged with yeah. this time. Yeah. And her 80th fucking DUI, her and uh, Hardy should be like uh, bunkmates or some bullshit. Super crazy. It, it's, it's nuts, but, you know, that's, that's what happens. But yeah, so there's a lot of wrestling to get into. Take his dad, Scuba Steve. Yeah. All right. So we are very briefly going to touch SmackDown because we're going to talk more about WWE after that. We'll take the majority. Just some things I do want to point out. Uh, first of all, we did have uh, Judgment Day defeat the Street Profits. We had a shot game. But the thing here that uh, touch on is Bobby Lashley looks pissed off, even though he was not even at ringside in the first place. He was too uh, sitting there kissing B Fab's ass, not really sure where the fuck that's going. Now, um, the other thing is this, we have to talk about this because they set up a match. Carlito comes out. Of course, he's fighting Santos Escobar. Uh, Escobar comes in. They get separated. But then Escobar sneakily runs through the crowd and cracks uh, the shoulder of uh, Carlito. Carlito gets attacked again later. And Dragon Lee does make the save, which then thus puts Dragon Lee against Santos Escobar uh, for the pay-per-view. Uh, for the 80th time, but probably the most important time, Pretty Deadly did beat the Brawling Boots, Brutes, but the big thing here is is that, uh, unfortunately, Butch, hopefully Pete Dunne, got, he got pretty much left high and dry in the middle of the match. Um, so a little importance there. I don't know what, what direction they're going to go. But as far as uh, this show goes, that's pretty much the gist of it. There were some funny segments here and there, but we're, we're rocking and rolling. Anything you guys want to add? Nope. Brock. I'm glad the problem brutes are breaking up. 
You know how you spell brawling brutes? T R A S H. Okay, well, I'm just impressed you can spell trash. All right, so let's uh, let's get to the nitty gritty here, guys. We're gonna get to the uh, Survivor Series now. Anybody that, or all three of you, listened to the show last week? We all had the same picks, so the picks themselves are a mute point. Uh, as far as wins and losses, it'll go to the total, but it doesn't give anybody an advantage. So, of course, Brock is still in the lead. Um, so we're going to we're gonna go ahead. Um, I think if you guys don't mind, let's talk about the three non-war game matches first to quicken the pace, if that's okay. Yep. Shoot. All right, not go in order, but we're just going to keep trucking along. Uh, so the first non uh cage match or war games we got gunther versus the miz um you know this wasn't too bad i thought they would squash the miz i think we all thought that um and it ends up uh it's it was a decent match the miz gave it all he could uh i did appreciate his uh i don't know head nod to Hart, uh bret hart because he did put the figure four on the champ uh around the ring post so that was kind of interesting uh, what I found interesting about the announcing too is they were now, they were talking about how many times Miz has won the title, and they did mention Jericho's name and Edge's name, not real name, but of course Edge. So that was interesting. Um, but uh, of course, uh, Gunther does take the W with a Boston Crab knee to the back was kind of like a Lionheart move from Jericho back in the day. It looked painful as shit, and it required Miz to tap. Brock, what you think of the match? Man, it was way better than I thought it was going to be, and, and definitely the Miz showed his stuff. You know what I'm saying? That even Gunther, you know, said that he proved that he belongs in the ring, just not against him. Yep. Um. So yeah, you know, it it, it exceeded expectations that were pretty low to begin with. JJ, uh, I thought it was really good. I, you know. I've said it before, I am not, and I will never be a Miz fan, but he he handles his own in the ring, you know? He, he's decent. Um, so, you know, it was good. It was good to see him have his moment, you know? He kind of proved he's just not a mouthpiece at this point of his career, in yeah. my opinion. So I'll go with that. But shit, as many years as he's been a wrestler, you know what I mean? Like, if he's not at least decent by now, then he was never going to be. Well, he's, he's been solid, but it's it's now, I, I don't know, age, whatever, doesn't wrestle as much. I don't know. But overall, it's just a situation where uh, I think now he's – it's almost we, – we, we talked about it this whole year. I think he's really had a good year wrestling work-wise. Um, you can get rid of Miz TV. I'm about to know that bullshit, but I know that's a stick. But uh, yeah, I would definitely uh, say this is. I'm going to agree with JJ. It's one of the one of his better, better matches. All right, so we all, of course, took the ring general. No, no surprise there. Our next singles match we're going to talk about because there was only three besides war, the two war games. We've got Dragon Lee versus Escobar. I tell you that they worked up Escobar very nicely because asshole chance were very frequent, especially when he was going after the mask of Dragon Lee. That really brought some serious, serious heat. Um, the uh, I tell you, there was a 
There was a super kick on Lee. It flipped him over that Escobar did. And Lee sold it like he had been shot, which I thought was fantastic. But at the end of the day, we were all correct again. Escobar does win. And I like the fact that both these matches so far, super clean, no shenanigans. JJ, what would you think of that match? Oh, I thought it was really good. When, once you get those type of guys in the ring, um, it's always a good, good time, you know? Brock, did you have a good time? I did. Lucha Libre. Bueno. Bueno. Orale. That's impressive. I hope this is a real big push for him because, I mean, he, he is very impressive in my opinion, uh, whether it was uh, Lucha Underground and then some other stuff and then NXT eventually and then here. Uh, I think he's a, he's a fantastic worker in the ring, speed, and he's got a decent build. Like You can – believe he can do certain moves power-wise too, not just the, the Lucha Libre you, way. So Now that you say that, it reminds me, um, I watched a really impressive uh, interview with uh, with Gunther that he was asked who was the oh, yeah. hardest um, chop that he's ever had. And he said it was um, Penta. Penta. Penta Cero Miedo. I was like, yes. He goes, those Mexican fighters, they just fight different. <laughs> he did. That, that was, you know, it's kind of cool to listen to that. You're right. You sent it to me, and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Brock, what you think? Lee Escobar. Yeah, I said Lucha Libre. Bueno. Oh, I thought you wanted to elaborate, but we're good. All right, let's truck on through. We have a women's match. We've got Zoe Stark versus uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, we all took Rhea, and we're all right. I mean, there was no question in our, in my mind, anyway. Um, the, the funny thing is they want to try to heal out Rhea, but they just can't. People love her to death, including myself, including JJ, I know. The thing I really did enjoy about what Rhea did in the ring with the offense that they did give Zoe Stark, which they did give a decent amount. It wasn't 50-50, but um, she sold like a champ. There was a, there was a DDT uh, that um, Zoe hit uh, on the ring apron, which if you ask anyone is the hardest part of the ring. That Rhea sold, like, just amazingly. But at the end of the day, Rhea, Riptide, W, Brockwich thing. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fucking Zoe fan, so it's all right. JJ? It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought it was decent. But I'm just glad to see Rhea actually fighting. All right, so that takes care of that. And again, we're all 3-0 and at this point in time. Let's start with the ladies. Um, more game. It was interesting how they made a big, 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 big point, how the baby faces kind of came out individual, where damage control not only came out together, but all in Oscar matches, or masks, excuse me. So that was pretty cool. Um, Bailey kind of gets pushed out to start the match. Uh, and again, she's uh, going to go against her her – Rival Becky, uh, two of the four horse women. Um, what I thought was hilarious was Michael Cole saying the crowd has been electric since this match started. The match was about a minute and a half at this point. So, Cole, thanks for hyping up nothing. Um, th- but th- this shenanigans already start uh, where Dakota Kai decides she's going to stick a Kendo stick through the fence and pop Becky a couple times while Becky's just manhandling uh, Bailey. 
this is this was some good wrestling. Uh, Shotzi comes up. Uh, she decides to throw chairs and uh, the garage, uh, excuse me, the garbage can, which of course we know where this is headed. Um, then uh, there's a there's a good double team. There was a top rope suplex that was very nice. Uh, Bailey was taking a taking a beating for a while. Um, they tease. I'm just going to fast forward. All the, all the women get in the ring. They tease a issue between Becky and Charlotte, which you knew they would. But they decide to do a uh, two-person power bomb together, and they're all cozy now. Um, and of course, we've got to talk about. Uh, first of all, Io Sky does her top of the cage garbage can drop to perfection. Uh, you talk about trusting people. You can't see. You, you're, you, you, she took, you see, she took a nice little peek before she went under. You, you're just praying to God, that, and, and thank goodness these women are, are so good. They were in the right place, right time. But Flair was not to be outdone. She decides to do a, uh, what was it, a moonsault from the top of the cage, because you can't, can't outdo Flair. Um, it's not fair to Flair. It's not, hey, ooh, I like that. And it rhymes, so it must be good, right? I loved um, Asuka nailed uh, Shotzi with the mist early on. That's not the part I loved. The part I love is she's tried to double down on it. Shotzi ducks, and Asuka gets the fire extinguisher spray to the face for good measure. Um, ending manhandle slam. Uh, I believe it was on Bailey from the second or third rope or top rope uh, for the W. Bailey was absolutely outstanding, even though we, I think we all have the same opinion. She's going to get chopped here pretty soon because she was saving everybody, including pushing, I believe it was uh, Theo Sky out of the way. Oh, excuse me. Thank you. And out of the way. So she took the hit. I believe it was a spear from Flair. Um, so kind of showing her loyalty to them kind of reminds me a little bit of the Sammy thing. You know, Sammy was pushing people out of the way and taking the shots. But um, at the end of the day, Bailey does take the take the loss. Um, it was entertaining as, as shit. Um, can for, can EST get a haircut? That'd be nice. Uh, let's get rid of that shit. Uh, but I liked it. I was entertained as shit. It's the ladies. So let's JJ. Why don't you start us off here? What'd, uh, what'd you say? I thought it was good. I I'm I. I've seen EO do the stupid trash can shit, and to me, it's so stupid. I hate it. Um, but it was good. Um, I'm mad at myself because I said it, and it's probably in the recording. I think damage control is going to lose, and it'll be Bailey to take the loss, and I should have gone with that instinct. I would have won. But you didn't. I didn't. You did not. I know. Brock, what's think? Oh man, they you know they tore the shit up, man, and uh, a lot of cool spots. You know what I mean? I think the fucking trash can shit is fucking psychotic, man. It's, it's they had a good angle above her. That I thought it was fantastic with that. Yes, I agree with you, Brock. And they, you know, uh, Oscar bringing out the, the the tables and fucking uh, even the 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 flair and 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 Becky linking back together and being cool shit. I thought you know what I'm saying. I think the everybody smiled when they hugged. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and again, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it. I did. I thought it was good. It was really good, actually, better than what I thought. It was just like again, I, I've seen EO do that um, already in three different uh, war games. That it's like, all right, I've lost it. You know, 
first time was okay, but I'm done. All right. Babe, now, this, well, I said it was, I thought it was very good. I was entertained as shit. Um, it was kind of funny when uh, Shotzi was trying to throw the garbage can in. She wasn't strong enough to actually get over the top rope for a little while. It took her a couple tries, but God bless him. Now. Oh my God. Shotzi needs to do something about that fucking. She looked like a deranged doll. She was actually the one, you know what I'm saying? And she did about as good as she could have. But, like, she was the wackest one. Like, the one that, like, I don't know why you're even here. I, I, I called it damage control, and Shotzi was there to take the um, take the hit. But I was uh, dead wrong on that one. So we all three got it wrong, so it really doesn't matter, I guess. So let's get to our main event. Oh boy. Uh, it, this is interesting because, of course, we are told that it's going to be Randy Orton as their fifth member. Um, but there's no Randy Orton to start with. So basically, right now, we're looking at a four on three. And of course, the bad guys did win the advantage. Thank you, Drew McIntyre over Jay, Jay Uso. So at first, um, Seth is the starter. And he's going to start against uh, J.D. McDonough. J.D. punching bag. Let me take everybody's finisher, McDonough. This guy got brutalized, including. <laughs> well, I'll get to it in a second. I don't want to ruin the surprise. But this poor son of a bitch. So the Jay Uso's next, which is not a big deal. But then the, the oddity is this. Um Drew wants a piece of Jay. That's the only reason he's there. But uh, the captain of the team, per se, uh, Mr. Priest, says, nope, stick to the plan. So there's a plan going here. So he ends up uh, going. There is a spot where it's interesting. The, uh, Cole mentions El Jericho, which was Sami Zayn's old persona, or a persona he used to use behind a mask. Um, when Drew comes in, he wrecks the fuck out of everybody, and it ends up being him and Jay and, and one ring, so that was a good kind of payoff there as far as uh, that's concerned. Cody comes out, wrecks the hell of the heels. He grabs the bull rope, um, and then there's a tease here also with him and Seth, but they almost immediately decide, we're going to close on a motherfucker, and I do believe it was probably Jay. Anything that happened badly, probably it was J.D. McDonough. So, um, so now it's five on four. It's time for the fifth member of the baby faces. No one is coming through. There's no music. There's no voices going through my head. And then the master plan has been uh, revealed where since there's not a fifth person coming out, here comes Rio with the money in the bank briefcase. So what we're going to end up doing here is Priest is going to go ahead and cash it in on a battered Seth to get the title, but doesn't get a chance to because – Randy Orton's music hits, and here he comes, and that fucker is jacked. Oh, boy. Uh, he hasn't been sitting on his ass while he's been out. i tell you that much. He is pure jacked. And he comes up, cleans everybody out, decides to give J.D. McDonough a RKO from the top. Again, shocking. And uh, Cody does uh, take the W uh, when Orton does give him the opportunity, throws him to him, you take the win. 
Oddly enough, uh, Pins Priest, great moments in this. There was the center rope DDT that all the faces did on the heels, which was interesting. Um, but uh, this was um, more about Randy coming in, but we'll talk about how he, that gets upstaged. Um, Brock, what do you think of the match? We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Punk in a sec. What do you think of the match? I thought the, the, the action was good, you know what I mean? Everything, uh, the psychology of it was really, really good. <clears throat> um, I didn't understand why the whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could, for some reason, like, the, the whole shit where she came out with to, to try to, to, to cash in was kind of like, I don't, if you were just going to have this nigga stop her anyway, you know, it was kind of pointless. But other than that, I was totally into the shit. JJ, were you totally into the shit? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I loved, loved, loved seeing Randy. I am like Riddle. I love Randy. Randy. Um, so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was good. So, yeehaw, high fives for everybody. Everybody's happy because the baby faces won. And then that magical song comes on called The Personality. Here, here comes CM Punk. Now, very surprising. Everybody was pointing at the Chicago, uh, excuse me, sorry, like the World Rumble and then the, being in Tampa. But here, he's in his backyard. Um, place goes ballistic, just totally, utterly ballistic, as you can imagine. He doesn't even get a microphone. He comes out, he kind of waves at Mr. Seth Rollins. He does the Randy Orton pose for a minute. He does uh, his clobbering time fist to the uh, floor. And he goes back to the back. Now, there are uh, people filming where you can see Seth Rollins going utterly fucking ballistic over this. Supposedly, allegedly, and, uh, you know, again, never trust the uh, dirt sheets, I guess. But allegedly there was very few people and none of the wrestlers knew that CM Punk was coming out. Um, allegedly. Uh, but uh, there is a tape of Michael Cole. You can kind of see his reaction. Jesse kind of pointed it out that you definitely could kind of tell he knew. Because he was one of them that was holding back uh, Champ. Um they are reports that supposedly Drew McIntyre was not happy, but if you look at it, Drew McIntyre rushed away from the ring even prior to CM Punk coming out, so I think that's just bogus. Um, my opinion is I thought the timing was fucking terrible. This should have been the return, uh, everybody cheering the return of Randy Orton, which they did during the match, but he did not get his, uh, his due, I think, personally. This could have been done differently at a different time. And that's my, my biggest problem is that, is the timing of it. I thought it fucking sucked. If you're going to bring him out, don't have Randy come out a different time or another pay-per-view, whatever. But well, I mean, that's, biggest... the, that's the, the long and short of it is that they shouldn't have done anything with Randy. Yeah. Because there was no perfect time in Chicago to, to come out with CM Punk. So there's no, there's no denying that that was the best time to do it. And you know what I'm saying? 
Now, I don't think it really detracted from Randy because you saw the reaction that he got on Monday. It doesn't seem like he lost any steam by it or anything like that. So, it, you know, but I thought Randy was a whack choice to begin with. You know what I mean? I said that shit from before. I don't want to see fucking Randy Orton. I thought it was shit. Honestly, it's going to sound stupid. I thought it should have been LA Knight. And the reason behind that is the SmackDown prior. Um, he would have made Cody more, made more sense. Was Cody came and saved his ass, remember? So, you know, that would, I thought that was setting up him coming in. Hey, I need a 50. You know, I did you a solid, do me a solid. Quick pro so, pro. It's bad. It's bad booking, in my opinion. To, and no, don't get me wrong. It's a third return. We've got our truth back. Thank God. Oh, so what funny. a fucking funny son of a bitch. That guy is badass, dude. I mean, seriously. But, but I mean, again, so. My issue is just the timing. All right. So let's get into the fact that nobody believed that he would, that they would take him back. It's money. And, you know, so. And I, we can we can get more into the discussion on him for the Monday Night Raw uh, aspect yeah. of it, but um, man, you know what I'm saying? I got fucking chills, bro. You know what I mean? And those are those moments in wrestling that you fucking live for. Is that shocking? Or like the the when when man when AEW gave us not only fucking Adam Cole but fucking Brian Danielson in the same fucking like ten minute span, and it was fucking yeah. awesome. You know what I'm saying? Those are the moments that you live for. This was fucking, this was as dope as dope can be. And as still, as much as everybody teased it and said it, and, and we were fucking going back and forth about the Chicago shit and them showing up, still everybody was fucking shocked. That's awesome. JJ? I totally have a different opinion. But Lay down. I can't stand him. I mean, I, I think that he is, I feel that he is a cancer. So, I mean, I think, a, I think the bigger picture, I know there's, you know, people who, who love him, who think that he is the greatest, that he's this and he's that. I never thought that. Is he good in the ring? Yeah, he's all right. I don't think he's the best. Far from it. Jesse, there was a time, and 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 you know, what I'm saying, F- forget about all the great shit that he did in Ring of Honor. Well, let's let's forget all of that. There was a time in WWE that he was the biggest name, the biggest thing going on in all of WWE for a good fucking amount of time. This so, nigga out promo okay. the fucking rock. All right, so so was uh, you can't see me, and I still think he sucks. So. That, because that you can't see him. Just because he's the biggest thing doesn't mean that he is the best. There's a difference. You okay? Well, he him. was the best. No, he was not. He was an amazing wrestler. You can, and nobody can fucking deny that. He had fucking classic matches with the fucking what was the shittiest wrestler that you just fucking mentioned. Still no. No. 
Him and Brian Danielson was a fucking classic in two different federations. Because fucking Brian Danielson is a fucking beast. Oh, come on. How many fucking are you going to blame it on that? You know what I'm saying? Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles all have fucking classic matches with fucking CM Because they are superior wrestlers. But it wasn't just them, and they'll tell you that. I'm not. Fa- I mean, and I will say he had a couple of 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 matches in AEW that I actually thought were super good. And I and I've seen stuff that he's done in in ROH, and I think he was way better in ROH. I still don't think he's the best because all those other people, Brandon. Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, AJ, I would say are way better than him. Well, Samoa Joe's my nigga, and AJ Styles is my nigga, too, so... But I, the only thing that I would say that maybe he has above them, except for Samoa Joe, is Mike's skills. He definitely kills it on the mic, man. He fucking... He had he had that promo. I don't know if you remember that, Scuba Steve, when him and, and The Rock were, were uh, going at each other. Yeah. But he fucking laid the fucking smack down on The Rock. And that's hard to do. Extremely hard to do. But all in all, I thought Survivor Series War Games was fucking pretty dope. I I totally agree. But the funny part about this evening was there was a second show, or a third if you want to count two to one. Tony Khan, in his phenomenal wisdom, decided that he was going to go head up against the Survivor Series and and put, uh, put basically the one smart I know he did he, he, it was direct competition because at 7 o'clock he decided Rampage should be on and then of course that's one hour and then from 8 to 10 of course this is collision I thought this was dumb as shit uh, this just kind of shows either stupidity, arrogance or a mixture of both Especially because we're going to talk about a lot about AEW in a minute, and I, I think they're headed the right direction, but we'll talk more about it later. So we're going to go ahead here and talk about Rampage. And we've got Hook going against uh, Rocky Romero. I was very pleased to see this. I am a fan of Mr. Rocky Romero. Um, I They just don't use him at all. Especially now that they don't have like dark on YouTube, so you don't he doesn't do much of anything. But this match itself was pretty good, and I like the fact they're trying to elevate Hook's competition. Um, so uh, a plus. Not to um, to cut you off there, Scoop Steve, but I'm assuming that you watched this on YouTube. I did. All right, Double J, did you watch any of this shit? Nope. Neither did I. So. Why don't you instead of telling us what happened in the matches, why don't you just tell me tell us what you thought of each match? Oh, I thought this match was good. And uh Hook does choke him out for the W. and what I really enjoyed again, what I was getting to is he, he they're stepping up his his competition a little bit. So that's what I want to see from this kid. And I think he's doing well. Um, <laughs> Romero had a suplex onto the ring apron, hardest part of the ring that Hook sold beautifully, but when you watch it, he landed. Romero cradled him down. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Next match, Chris Statlander on her comeback trail, I guess, against Diamante. 
Uh, this was an interesting match based on the fact that Stan Lander was a little edgy in this one. She's usually the hee-hee-ha-ha uh, kind of girl, but uh, she seems to have a little edge to her now, maybe because she lost her belt and it pissed her off. Uh, all this is doing is setting up a tag team match because during the match, Mar- uh, Mercedes Martinez comes out to kind of gander at the match uh, in the corner of Diamante, which does bring out uh, all of our favorites, uh, Willow. So Willow uh, goes ahead and towards Martinez attack, uh, Statlander for the W. Solid match. All right, we have uh, the Kingdom is going to beat up on some local talent. Squashy squash. Main event of Rampage, we have got uh, a rematch for the Pure Championship from ROH. Shibata versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, very good match. Uh, they are really pushing um, Yuta for the uh, heel portion of it because there was a nice little low blow when the referee, of course, couldn't see it because they're fucking blind. Uh, but the match itself was very good. Yuta is your new regain champion of the pure ROH championship. Now, that was for our... Yuta. Yeah, I, I like him, man. And he's, yeah, I think he's killing it. I, he had a lull where he was definitely the weak link, but they're really pushing him to not be equals with the rest of them because that just ain't going to fucking happen, but really progresses uh, his character. Uh, speaking of characters, one of my favorite dancing machine, Daniel Garcia, starts off the episode of Collision. This is the Continental Classic Blue League. Can they please do this all the fucking time? We'll talk more about it. Uh, it's the best fucking act he's ever had, bro. Oh, oh Jesus. My God. And it's still fucking biting off the G1, so it's like, you know what I mean? It's not even an original one, but at least he picked a shit, a hell of a roster to be in the damn thing. Holy no shit. Each one, and I'll talk about it more when we talk about Dominic, each one has its weaker, and I'm going to talk about one of them, and unfortunately he's a favorite of mine. That's Daniel Garcia. Uh, he unfortunately falls to 0-2 against Castanoli. Great fucking match. And actually, Daniel Garcia left the match, I think, viewed better than when he first walked into it. Because even though he was taking a lot of punishment, uh, he kept coming back. So uh, kudos to Garcia, but he falls to Castanoli. Um, so good for him. Uh, now we have uh, Kill Switch. Um, and if you don't know, Luchasaurus, he don't even explain has, it. Don't even explain it. That well, fucking garbage. You, it is garbage. He, he beats the boys two on one, but this brings out Adam Copeland who decides to go ahead and beat the shit out of uh, kill switch. Nice. So glad you changed your name to take an ass whooping. Um, and I do believe there's a couple chair shots and a little, uh, concetto. Now, this leads us to the House of Black. Love them. This, this uh, is going to be uh, Murphy and Malachi versus the Commander in Gravity. Well, sorry, guys. You lose. Uh, House of Black does take the W, but the Gravity is in the Commander are sick aerial masterminds, uh, but just not enough, unfortunately, if you are a fan of theirs over the House of Black. Uh, but uh, Black and Murphy do pick up a solid solid victory, and it was good. It wasn't a squash, and it was at least people that you fucking knew. So that I didn't uh, that I didn't mind too too much at all. Um, next match, it's our new TBS champion with her first defense. It's Julia Hart versus Lady Frost. Um, 
It was okay. That's all I can really say about it. It wasn't anything outstanding. Julia, of course, does uh, retain the title. And uh, she's fighting under the same stuff that the House of Black is. And that's the house rules. In this match, the house rule was there is no countouts. Not that Collision ever counts anybody out anyway. So that was the big provision. We'll talk about that more in Dynamite. Uh, We have The Righteous, which AEW has no fucking clue what they want to do with. Uh, to take on uh, the FTR, which they're kind of in limbo too, I think. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, FTR, of course, does take the W. In my opinion, one of the most boring matches. Uh, and I hate saying that because everybody knows I'm an FTR fan. But uh, Righteous got zero reaction. And also, Righteous came out without uh, Jake the Snake, uh, with without uh, Big Boy the Murder Hawk. And not even Stu Grayson, who was a third of the Righteous, wasn't even there. So I'm not – they just don't know what they're doing with these guys. And uh, great match next. We have uh, Keith Lee versus Lee Moriarty. Uh, Lee was playing the big man beast perfectly. Um, and the only reason this came about was, of course, Keith Lee is in a little war with Shane Taylor, which is a compatriot of Lee Moriarty. Uh, they don't use Lee Moriarty, and if they don't care, why should I, even though I think he's fantastic. But Keith Lee does take the W. And the main event, which is interesting, which leads to a promo on Wednesday, which we'll get into, which uh, JJ thought was, I thought was pretty good, too. So, Continental Classic, Blue League. We've got uh, Eddie Kingston versus Brody King. Again, no one is allowed at ringside, so Brody's running solo, but that didn't matter. Uh, this match was actually fucking fantastic. Almost went the 20-minute distance. But Brody King does take the W to give three points uh, for his first win. Uh, it was just a massive, humongous power bomb that just destroyed uh, Kingston. Clean win. And that's what I like about these continental matches. They're clean wins because nobody's fucking there. Uh, right. So, anything you want to add before we hit Raw? Is Malachi in the fucking uh, no. shit, too? Mm-mm. That's odd. That's why they had them at the tag team and had. Um, well, I figured that, but, and, you know, one thing I got to say is if I was the WWE, I'd be trying to get the whole entire House of Black. Like, I would, I would even go as far as to offer fucking Tony Khan something like, yo, I'll pay you, I'll give you like a million dollars and, you know, I'll, I'll let you have such and such pieces of shit that I have that I don't want just so I can have the entire House of Black. Including you see if they ever traded like that. I don't know legally with the, the contracts. I don't know. But. No, but just a quick rundown. The gold has John Moxie, Swerve Strickland, Jay White, Roosh, Jay Lethal, Mark Briscoe. Now, what's interesting with the with the other is they have Cla- Claudio, Brody King, Eddie Kingston, Dana Garcia, uh, Andrade, and Brian Danielson. So we're going to have to have a, a BCC matchup here, guaranteed. So that'll be interesting. But that's your participants from the gold and the blue um let's talk about raw if you're ready are we ready are you ready are you ready we're gonna we're, i'm gonna bandwagon i'm gonna trailer hitch what you said earlier there brock orton to start and it is fucking mayhem oh and it, this is kind of a more sentimental low-key randy but you can tell he's really He's loving it, man. He's high-fiving everybody around the ring, which is not normally his M.O. 
Um, so it was interesting, but it gets interrupted, of course. You can't have a fucking promo on Raw and not get interrupted. Rhea Ripley comes out. Um, I don't say she wanted to offer him a position, but basically was uh, talking to him and now says that he is now a problem for the uh, Judgment Day. And Randy's like, well, screw you. Dom decides he's going to try to jump Randy, which is a stupid mistake. Um, And then uh, McDonough tries the same. They have two-on-one action. Neither one can really do anything to the Viper. The Viper announces that um, ex-con Dom better get ready because he's going to talk to the general manager and get a match at the end of the night, which they immediately advertise that that is going to be our main event. So what did you think of the uh, uh, Randy promo there? You kind of touched on it, Brock, so go ahead, run with it. Uh, you know what? It's, it's a weird Randy Orton to me. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, shaking hands, kissing babies. Randy Orton is not what we're used to, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But he looks like he's enjoying himself. I'll give him that. I guess chilling with fucking Riddle. He was, he was, yeah, he was acting that way with Riddle. You're right. JJ, what do you think of Randy? I love promo? it. I love it. I want him to have uh, one more fucking run with the belt. And even if it's a short run, and if he wants to retire after that, that's fine. But I'm loving it. He don't need no belt, though. You shut out, okay? Need and deserves. Maybe two different things, but I think he's had enough. He no. doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Oh, but right. I bet you think CM Punk should have the belt. Oh no, no, let's not start this now. No, 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 no. Let's talk about tag teams. Gauntlet match. Um. So I guess. They don't announce it officially, but I guess the winner does get um, <clears throat> championship uh, run. All right, so we got the Alpha Academy, the Creeds, the New Day, DYI. Um, DIY. Yeah, I said that, didn't I? I apologize, my bad. Uh, Sheer, what do they call it? Indusheer. Indusheer. Imperium, there's your thing. So we're going to start off with the Alpha Academy versus DIY. Uh, Tazawa. He wants to get this dance in at all times. So he knocks down Champa at one point of the match and does his little shimmy dance. Um, but DYI comes out on top and then faces Indusheer, Undusheer, Underbuck, whatever. Now they beat him. And it was it was of course a uh, it was a roll up um, on uh, the guy that never could find Raw. JJ? Uh, Veer. Veer. No. Yeah, Veer. Veer was the one who could never Veer. fight Raw. So he gets rolled up by Gargano, if I'm not mistaken. So next up is the Creeds. Probably the best quote-unquote match within this match. And uh, they went tooth and nail. And honestly, I didn't know who the fuck was going to win. Uh, but it does. Uh, the Creeds decide to take out uh, DIY. Then they take out the New Day, another solid couple minutes, five minutes, whatever it was, between the four men. Um, and then they face Imperium. Now, this is kind of interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing Imperium because then Imperium could have faced Judgment Day and you had Gunther on the outside and, you know, McDonough and, and XCOM on the outside. And 
kind of even the odds a little bit. Uh, but that's not going to happen because Julie, these guys are powerful as shit. Julius is throwing everybody around. Just unbelievable. These guys are solid. You could still see some greenness there, but they do take the W. So they are now the number one contenders for the tag team championships, for which I read another article that they are definitely going to split them. It's just taking a little longer storyline-wise than they anticipated, which I cannot wait. Huh? To split who? The tag team. The belts. The belts. I'm sorry. 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 It's my fault. Excuse me. Um, I, this was a nice little segment of 30 minutes or so. I enjoyed it because I like tag team wrestling. I was kind of shocked that they really punked up the uh, finisher guys because those are two mammoth motherfuckers. But uh, the creeds do it. Uh, Brock, what'd you think of this? Uh, you know what? I thought a, a better choice would have been DIY or fucking Imperium, to be honest with you. I mean, mm-hmm. the kids are good, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, but it's still that shit where you push them to the moon too fucking early. Give them, a, you know, let them work their way up, you know? Build these niggas, you know what I'm saying? Don't just fucking give them the fucking the sun, moon, and stars on their first shit. That, that is an interesting point. I, I actually was, I did not see them winning it either. Uh, but the team I thought might have won it might have been in this year, but just because they're just so fucking massive. But, and, but you know, like they probably would have, man. That's what I thought of. That's when 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 they when they even came out, I was like, oh, these motherfuckers are gonna win, man, and that's bullshit. I thought they were gonna knock out uh, DIY right out the gate. You know what I mean? And I was glad that that that, that didn't happen. But still, I felt the wrong team won. If I'm being honest. JJ, what'd you think? Did the wrong team win? What, what's going on? I mean, I'm not, I, I, I understand what you're saying and I don't disagree with it. Uh, I would have preferred DIY to win personally. Um, I like the way they did it. I enjoyed the actual match quality. Um, I definitely enjoyed watching Indusheer go down. All around good time. I, oh, I, I enjoyed it. I give it a A plus or an A minus. Just uh, just depends on what curve. Yeah. All right. So then we get uh, JJ's favorite promo person. Cody comes out. What do you want to talk about? And he's talking about basically congratulating the team. What's next? The Nakamura pops up on the screen. Like a little badass, like he's in the boiler room downstairs. Not really sure why. And he's been talking about Cody this whole time. And it makes sense because he was talking about how this person has a battle coming up and he'll just chill out. Um, and, uh, you know, C- Cody, can't believe he fell for the, uh, is, it, is it live or is it Memorex, as the old commercial would say. Because behind him is Mr. Nakamura, who sprays him in the face with the red mist. So, Miss for everybody, it seems like. There's so many people with miss now. We can't trust them. Um, he just lays Cody out with that and just walks off. So I guess we're going to have a program and Nakamura and Cody, which I don't mind. Uh, JJ, what would you think of that? It was okay. It was okay. Uh, Rock? I, oh. That was it. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. No, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, though... 
they were more like uh, titillating uh, thought processes of who Nakamura was referring to. I'm okay with Cody. Cody and Nakamura sounds like a good time. Well, it keeps Cody busy until uh, Royal Rumble or whatever. So, uh, which again, he probably will be winning. Um, oh, something I did forget. I want to apologize because uh, the Viper did make a great comment to Mommy saying Daddy's back, and the crowd ran with that for a while. I love when promo Pete they promo during promo they'll say something, and not that Daddy's back is a big gimmick, you know, kind of like suck it for DX or whatever, but. Man, the crowd just ran with it. God, he's back. So I really enjoyed that. All right, so we have a singles match. Um, and I'm going to run with something here in a second after that. But uh, as far as uh, NXT, but Ivar versus uh, Big Reed. Bahala, um, <laughs> Bahala interferes a couple times. Finally, the referee sees this and is like, you're out of here. But I don't think she goes far. Um, and you can ask JJ, I said at the beginning, this is probably going to be a double count. I don't know exactly what it was. Uh, but the cool thing is it wasn't just your basic, you know, count out. They're in the crowd beating each other up. And Wrench uh, and Reed decides he's going to use this security guard as a harpoon or a weapon and chucks him at Ivar, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but to finally get him separated, uh, this was it was actually a good match until the uh, – and I'm not saying it's a bad uh, way to end the match. Again, I, I, that's something I thought was going to happen no matter what. But it does progress them further. I think they are both pretty uh, talented big guys. So I, I didn't mind it too much, even though kind of suck. Brock, what you think? Um, yeah, man. Fucking uh, meat slapping. I don't fuck with it. And even, yes. uh, what's his name, uh, the British dude, Reference it too, and they said, Oh, Biggie would fucking, you know, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, I fucks with it. JJ, did you fucks with it? Yeah, it was, it was a good match. It was a really good match. I liked it. I liked it. So, earlier on, uh, I, I guess there is a, is he country, JJ? Jelly Roll? Yeah. So there's a there's a very large human being named Jelly Roll, as you can imagine, who is a platinum country music artist. Uh, I am unaware of this gentleman, even though I've seen him. Like he's a big wrestling fan, so he's all over that part. But his name is Jelly Roll, and they're now there. He's talking, I believe, the Alpha Academy. So this is when uh, r Truth comes in and talks about Jelly Rolls. He's hungry. He wants some Jelly Rolls. Does anyone want to go to catering with him to get some Jelly Rolls? So he goes off. So now Judgment Day is going back into their little lair, their clubhouse, whatever. You see Priest look down at somebody and say, do you know where the hell you're at or something of that nature? And it's it's our truth with a tray full of jelly rolls and the powder is all over their clubhouse. Love this dude. Welcome back, our truth I love this guy. It's fantastic. I just had to mention that. Now, um, Next, we're going to have Maya Jackson versus uh, Zoe Starks. And this is where the booking gets kind of weird. You, you try to build Starks a little bit to be, quote, unquote, a threat to Rhea. And then you just punk her ass out next. Uh, Nia Jax wins. Uh, it was a little competitive early, but li- figuring literally the, the ending was a squash. Um, I, I didn't understand it. 
if you want to push Naya, push Naya. I have no problem with it. You pushed her beautifully at the very beginning of her coming back, in my opinion. If you want to bring her back at all, some people don't think she should be back, but that's up to them. Uh, but uh, I didn't understand it. Explain this booking to me there, Brock. Um, because they're trying to still build her to be the fucking monster, and she should have been built. I don't think she should. You know what I mean? It, once again, it's handing the story to somebody new. She shouldn't fucking win. The fucking the, the person who's been there longer should win. Earn your fucking stripes. Until then, you're going to take L's. I'm totally okay with it. I'm not disagreeing, but if that's the case, why don't you have Nia Jax win that five woman thing? Or exactly. You know what I mean? I, I totally. I don't fucking that. That's the booking part. I don't. I don't understand. If that was the case, they should have had Shayna fucking win it. Then again, they're now they're gonna they're booking Shayna against uh, Nia. Yeah. That's something I'm hoping they can sink their teeth into for a little bit and, and start something there between the two of them. That's something I think I would enjoy. The only thing that bothers me about Nia is that she's still so fucking clunky in the ring. And that's a liability. You know what I mean? But she, she needed to be in the performance center longer before her comeback. I, I, I believe. And I think that's kind of what you're thinking there. She needs some more work. I, yeah, I, she, she needs some polish. Clunky. I just don't. And, and I like her, uh, you know, as a person or whatever. But I just, I don't think there's a place for her in WWE. I don't think there's a place for her in wrestling. Um, I, I just, I don't see it. You know, she's not. They need to pat it her after, you know what I mean? Like a female, like, and I'm, I like the fact that she uses the Yokozuna Banzai drop. You know what I'm saying? But she needs to fucking go with the way that her fucking family wrestles. And, and as long as she sticks to that type of shit, she'll be fine. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not bashing Naya. I, don't, I mean, I know JJ follows her a lot on social media and she seems like a very nice person. Uh, and and maybe right or wrong, she's she's been accused of hurting people, but that happens. This is this is not no offense, ain't tennis. I mean, this is this. It's a quote unquote scripted outcome, but you still got to do the moves in the ring and not hurt somebody. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So our next thing up here is Seth comes out to a little promo action. Everybody's singing his song, whether you like it or not. Um, says again, basically, I guess that, uh, the sun, the night before he was at a, at a house show and he kind of, at the very end, he, he won his match, um, and went through this stretch where he goes, he's not going to waste any more of his air talking about someone that left and doesn't deserve it, whatever. He does the same thing here. So I don't know if the night before is a test run, but, uh, basically they chant, they try to chant him out of the building. The CM Punk chance, even though I, th- I think they're in Indiana, I believe. Uh, but uh, Seth's crowd takes over, does back to his song. Out comes Drew. Drew's like, you know what? You told me when you know I lost, I have to reflect, da da da, whatever. And he wants a title rematch. I am about fucking sick of people losing, and we're going to talk about it in a second with Miz. You lost the match to the champ. There was no shenanigans with the loss. Yet you think you need a fucking rematch. Now you get your ass in the back of the fucking line. 
Nakamura, the same thing with him with uh, him and Seth. But uh, unfortunately, Seth tells him, you know, I think you probably deserve it. But I've already got a match next week with, uh, uh, you know, for the for the belt. That's just become the new norm, if you think about it, because everybody that uh, Gunther has gone against, they immediately claim a, a, a re- rematch. rematch. Um, <clears throat> even like when it was is. Seth against um, against Cody, he wanted a rematch, even though he lost both of them. You know, so it's kind of like I don't know what's going on with there with them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, my okay. shit is if 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 we're talking about pay per view matches, then maybe you know what I mean because I mean that's that's historically what wrestling is. You know what I mean? Like if you got a real good feud going. You you can stretch that shit out to two or three pay per views. You know what I mean? If you do it right, so I'm okay with them requesting it. But if you just you know what I mean, if it's like a Monday Night Raw and you lost the fucking shit, then nigga, get your ass back to the back. You know what I mean? And uh, that big boy uh, with the with the old skirt, he uh, got a little pissed off because he found out. You know, and you could kind of see it coming based on the fact that Seth was a little reluctant to tell him who the opponent was going to be, and it was uh, it was Jay Uso. So Drew headbutts him. Now the, this could not have been better visually, because evidently while headbutting him, he kind of caught himself on the belt because the belt was, I believe, on the shoulder of the champ. So it, he bloodied himself. He he did a little uh, mox action, and uh, the headbutt caused uh, Drew a little little blood on top. So that was kind of interesting to uh, to look at. Uh, I didn't mind it. Uh, and then he starts the beat down until. Uh, the Savior Jay comes out. So it's an interesting dynamic. I hope they do not turn this into a three-way. I think that would be just asinine. But It's uh, a way to kind of freshen it up, though, you know? That, I mean, yeah, you, you you continue with the Jay part of it. So, yeah, that, it, it could be. It was an interesting promo. Um, and, and, again, it's, it sets up future, future things. So, um, JJ, anything to add? Nope. I'm tired of seeing fucking uh, Drew whine. I hope his contract comes up and I hope he leaves. Whoa. All right. Well, that was kind of hard. Huh? He's boring. I'm not going to disagree. You know, especially I don't like this whiny character. You're a fucking beast, dude. Be a beast. If I'm going to be honest, I'll take CM Punk over fucking uh, Drew McIntyre. That is, who the fuck are you right now? Exactly. Wow. Well, that's all you had to say. All right. So this leads us to a little thing in the back where uh, Sammy gets on Drew's case, being a little uh, whiny ass, kind of what you mentioned. And, you know, you have to go forward. So this creates a match next week with between the two. We have the tag team champions. No, not those. We have Piper, Naven, and JJ. Chelsea Green. Jesus Christ. You're one. Come on. Chelsea Green. It's too late now. The the magic. Yeah, you ruined it. That could have been so good. We're not in. So, with Tegan Knox and uh, and, uh, Natty. And, uh, Piper and uh, the champs take the win. Decent match, nothing, nothing bad, nothing great. 
Um, I, I I love the team of, of Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. I I like the fact that they finally are defending the fucking belts. That's what I've been bitching about for weeks now, instead of them having singles matches. So I can't be a hypocrite. Got to say it's okay. What about yourself there, JJ? It was good. Brock, was it good? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. Even though I don't – I still – I don't see what they see in Tegan Knox, to be honest with you. She's going to have to work a little harder. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I'll go with that. But she's not – this is – I've seen her better. That's for damn sure, but we'll see. All right. So we're getting to our main event. We are just chuck, 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 trucking along here. And we have Excon Dom. Now, I want to backtrack for just a second because when he announced that he wanted to face Excon Dom at the beginning of the show, his facial expression and mommy accepted for him. He's looking at mommy like, what the fuck? So this was not a bad match. Um, I tell you, Dominic is uh you can tell he's 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 practicing, he's putting in the work, he's looking better, he's looking leaner. Um, this was Randy was a nice little uh opponent for him too. Put him over when I say put him over, no, he didn't lose, but still. Um but again, this we got fucking JD McDonough fucking with him with the Viper. Michael Cole though had a great line. While JD McDonough is trying to fuck with Randy Orton. Quote, JD McDonough has no brains, unquote. And the Viper showed him why. He fucked he fucked around and found out. Uh, Viper does the uh, the KO or the RKO, excuse me, for the win. Not surprising there. What'd you think of the, the Dominic match there, JJ? Oh, I thought it was actually really good. And, and like you said, he is getting better uh, in the ring. He, he's a little bit more exciting to watch. Poor McDonough. I hope someday they'll give him his opportunity. Because he really is not bad in the ring. But shit, let him earn his strikes. He just got to the main roster. You know what I mean? So, No, no, no. For sure. Duties. But he's I taking don't... an ass whooping like every other week, so time. he's earning something. Yeah, my, my only concern is sometimes I feel like they bury them too deep that there's no coming out of that. You know what I mean? I don't know. We've watched people come out of some shit. Like, think about uh, Escobar. You know what I mean? Like, the the LWO was losing every fucking thing on the earth. That's true. And, you know, so hopefully now he's getting his thing. You know, they all got to go through what I feel, and, I, and I'm okay with that. Pay your dues. Pay your dues, brother. So what did you think of the match itself? You mentioned the pay your dues part. What do you think of the match itself? Yeah, man, nobody can deny that the kid is coming up. I mean, what a great opportunity to be in a fucking the main event of Monday Night Raw with Randy Orton. You know what I'm saying? They, that says something about what they feel about him. You know what I mean? And, and and the confidence that they have in him. I think that's pretty awesome. Which leads us to the final promo, which from what I have read on multiple uh, sites and such, was cut short a little bit because the Orton match went a little long. CM Punk to address the crowd. Now, decent promo. Who? Her. 
I, I have I've made my feelings known as far as Mr. Punk is concerned. Is he a draw? Yes. Thus, will he make you money? Yes. Am I a personal fan of the guy? No. Can he compete? Yes. Is he the best in the world? No. But what what do is I okay. disagree why they do I disagree with them signing him? No. And I've said I said that week before, week before, week before. If 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 you're you know, if they want to, then do it. Would I? Probably not. And and especially now, you're gonna bring up ten years ago and that's fine. Yes, he was fantastic in the ring. He's always been good on the mic. But he, he's not the best in the world. He's stop with that shit. And unfortunately, shit follows him, you know, and it's not I don't think he's the only one at fault with the AEW bullshit. Not at all. I don't I don't think that a bit. Um, no, I and I the, think, the Perry I, thing I think was actually Perry instigating from what I've read but the funny thing is at a stadium that size there's cameras everywhere but unbelievably there's no footage of this so um, but, but oh again, there I, is they just legally can't put it out uh, well there you go so again is am I going to continue bashing I'm not really bashing I'm just saying if I were running that organization I would not. I would hesitate. But Brock, you and I talked about it last week. Yeah, sign him. But you're going to have a fucking contract with a code of conduct that's going to look like the old-fashioned yellow pages. Which I heard that there is. So I heard that, that he does have like a conduct a conduct slug. But here's my thing about it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he gets a bad rap for no fucking reason because he. The, okay, so he leaves WWE. For perfectly reasonable reasons, as far as I'm concerned, you know what I'm saying? There was the whole doctor shit, and we, you know what I'm saying? We all know that that is not a far-fetched no. story that he told about that. So, that's the first what thing. Story? What story? What story? What story? That, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was complaining about injuries, and the doctor was kind of just fucking uh, playing them off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Trying to patch him up and keep him going so that he kept wrestling instead of, you know, really... Uh, addressing his injuries, and it led to a point where, like, I felt like he, I, I think he got, like, a blood clot or, or something, or, like, a staph infection. Something got real fucked up on him. That was a staph infection. That, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, that, you know what I'm saying? That had he fucking listened to them, he would have fucking, he could have gotten seriously, you know what I'm saying, lifelong injured or even dead. Not to mention that, you know what I'm saying, we know that the fucking politics were even worse back then than they than they were. We were compl- just complaining about Voldemort just recently. It was worse with him back then. So then there's all that that he had to deal with. So yeah, he left WWE, granted. Now, and he talked a lot of shit about them. That's the, This is the thing about that makes it hard when he comes back, but we'll I'll get to that in a second. So then you have him coming into AEW. And I'm sure he came into AEW with the mindset of, I want to fucking make this place a better place. You know what I'm saying? I want to make this, elevate this place to the point where they can compete to WWE, not just for myself, but for everybody here. Now, what he was met with was, with, you know, people like um, fucking Eddie Kingston, who already hated him, and then other people who probably didn't like him anyway, like Jericho and shit like that. So they were, he was already fucking having all these people that, that were looking at him like they ain't shit who started the company. And that's where he started having fucking beefs. Because obviously, 
he felt that he was a certain level of wrestler, which I can't blame him. And these people are looking at him, looking at him like, "Who the fuck are you?" So there's gonna be friction, and that's what happened. And then under those circumstances, you need a very strong leadership to be able to control all these fucking things, which they don't. They have Tony fucking Marquez Khan, who doesn't know how to control shit there. So that blew out of proportion, and he left there. Now, where else are you gonna go if you want to keep wrestling? And if you're a company the size of WWE, and you know whoever the fuck it is, whatever the fuck they do, they took they bro, every fucking wild horse that left WWE came back a tame puss because they had to, they had to tuck their tail between their legs and say, "I'm sorry, I did everything I did. I'll do whatever you tell me. Just bring, just let me come back." That's exactly what we're looking at here. I hope you're right. I really. We truly hope you're right, because he's not gonna have that fucking stroke or, or that fucking. He's not gonna be feel free enough to fucking talk to shit like he did in in AEW. He There's no way. To. Didn't you hear his promo? But his you don't think that they let him do that, Jesse? You know what I'm saying? Even the fucking original pipe bomb, which was fucking astronomical to fucking wrestling fans at the time, was they knew what he was gonna say, and they just let him say it. That's my point. If he's gonna come in, don't you think he should have come in with a little bit more more humility? No, why? Because the, he uh, they already he already knows they already know why the momentum or why he's a fucking why they're talking about him right now. So you play off that right away. I'm surprised he didn't talk shit about AEW in fucking in his promo. You got to strike while the iron is hot, man, and you fucking let him go. And I think it's going to be a lot better fucking stuff than, than, than we expect. I don't think there's going to be any kind of fucking ruckus. They're going to make it look like it, you know what I'm saying, for the storyline purposes. That's why the, the whole shit, I heard the whole shit with Seth Rollins in the front, all that fucking ruckus was fucking a work. He's get, he's just, All he's doing is working the angle so that they could have a, a match down the line. They started doing it on Twitter, just like wrestlers always do. That's why I was surprised Will Ospreay signed with fucking um, with AEW because him and fucking Seth were having those little fucking Twitter uh, exchanges. But I think it's it's a good idea. Um, now here's where where I kind of look look at you and I'm like mm, because he gave this fucking promo. I'm home. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yada yada yada. And I'm like really because you were just talking super shit about this place like five or six years ago, you know what I mean? Right. So, all it does is make you look kind of fucking like an asshole, but, you know what I mean? You are an asshole, so it works, you know what I mean? Like a massive fucking hypocrite. Yes, for sure. But still, you know what I'm saying? That's wrestling for you, baby. I don't know. I just, I am not a fan of his Never have been. Do I say he's he's talented in the ring? Yes, and I I, I will never ever deny that or take that away. I just mm. and then you know at the end I'm I'm not here you know to make friends. I'm here to make money or something. That like was that. a but at that was end. but you know that was not to Scott Hall though. Yeah, it's just kind of like meh, you know. Well. Babe, what did you think? You you've been quiet. 
I, I he just said a whole fucking thing about him. Yeah. <laughs> do I believe in him? Yes. Do I like him? No. He just went through a whole. And and what you what you said, especially with the comments when he's in AEW, it's like, I mean, okay, he's gonna be on Raw with the Miz that he kind of insulted by by saying NJF is a. Water heard he was the first, Steve, and that's what I heard too. That was the first cat that he went to backstage and apologized to. And there was a, uh, I was watching the the Wrestle Talk podcast again, and the he brought the dude Ali Davis brought up a very interesting like thought process. Was it Ali or was it Chopper Pete? One of somebody, one of those guys. You know what I mean? But um, they were talking about you know what I'm saying the reason why it's going to work this time with him too is because. What what we find out in AEW is that a lot of these ex WWE guys went into their into AEW with the mindset that WWE is the better place anyway, and that puts them above everybody there. So whereas when they come back to WWE, everybody is in WWE, so they're at the same level. So there's more. There's a like they seem to respect each other more because they're in WWE together than the cats from AEW who are just working their way up. You know what I mean? Well, here's what Kenneth said earlier too, and you said it last week too, if I'm not mistaken. That's the structure of WWE is a lot different, and it's probably a lot different than when he was there prior either. So. Um, with that structure and the hierarchy there, I, 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 I would assume, and I hate assuming, he realized that, okay, and especially, like you mentioned, there's a bunch of code of conduct stuff written in, and, uh, you know, he's, and I would assume, too, it's just going to be not like con, like go home, and, but I'm still going to pay you. It's going to be uh, you're fired with cause and we're not paying you at all. But again, Everybody the wrestlers would, there, or God knows what kind of fine. Yeah, but and it, I don't, I don't know, I don't think they still do the wrestlers' court because, of course, Undertaker's not there. Um, but I, I think it's it's a more controlled environment. He's not going to get uh, one up, if you will, on on Triple H and the current management. So the, I'll, I'll side with uh, uh, Brock on that one. Hey, let's just fucking see. Let's just let's see. And the way that they're making it seem, like from 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 all the like little reports that you hear, is that remember when I said the, that the way that they should book him is just you know dream match after dream match after dream match, not even fucking anything other than him fighting all these you know matches that we wanted to see him in. Yeah, I kind of think that that's the way they're going to end up going with him. You know, say with very little need for for lead into or storyline. Just yo, it's this guy against this guy. It's just going to be dope. Let's go. Speaking of dreams. Let's move on to AEW because I am so fucking excited. I will say this was probably was the best yet. show I've seen in a while. It was wildly good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, hey, nice uh, abrupt segue. I don't think it was abrupt. Yeah, pretty much you cut them off. Anyway. Whatever. I'm joking. I'm not joking, but anyway, I, I, I'm going to, first of all, if you get a chance, people, you've got to watch the main event NXT Tuesday night. It was a fantastic four-way match for, Do- basically, Dominic is trying to avoid Wesley. So, told Wesley, if you can win a four-way against three other former North American champions, 
you can get me. And it was Mr. Reed, uh, it was Gargano, and it was to the moon. All in the same ring. One of the best four-way matches I've literally ever seen. Every single person got their their comeuppance more than once. Um, and it really was a great show. Wesley did win, but if you got 12, 18 minutes or so, watch it. You can get it off YouTube. It's fantastic. Congrats to Wesley on that deal. Fuck off, Dominic. You're going down. Now, let's, let's talk about... Uh, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Dynamite, which um, JJ could not have said any better. This, I tell you, they, and, and I hate to say it, I, I, the, the bad thing is I, I hope this momentum continues after this classic, but this kind of classic thing is fucking money. And it, the, the whole show, I mean, even we'll talk about a little squashy squash and stuff, but it was, this show was fantastic. Um, we're going to start right out of the gate with a Continental Classic match. John Moxley, who's already 1-0, has three points going into this thing. Unfortunately, it's Jay Lethal, who is 0-1. Uh, so he needs some points. Um, this is another one that I really thought they should probably go 50-50, just so you don't want to bury somebody with no points. You're, you're wrestling five matches. You're, if you're 0 for and you got a couple people 6-0, or six points, it's going to be tough. But um, the greatest thing about this match, Moxie didn't bleed. So that is a big thumbs up. The uh, the match was solid, lethal solid, uh, Moxie solid. This was very good. They played a story basically of right out of the fucking gate, lethal, lethal puts a figure four on him within the first 30 seconds. And they tell a story about that. And the, and the commentators run with that story. One of the commentators happens to be Brian Danielson, um, and they keep mentioning, like, man, if he can get past Lethal the rest of the way, they're going to go after this knee. So Moxley did take the W. Um, it was good back and forth, and then it was all of a sudden over. He finished him off, uh, but uh, Mox takes the W, but it was some decent storytelling, which unfortunately now gives Lethal zero points out of a possible six so far. Brock, what do you think? Oh man, I you know what I'm saying? Like I fucking He wrestles all different I mean he wrestles Lucha Libre cats, fucking hardcore cats, fucking technical cats, fucking brawlers. He does it all and he looks he fucking looks like he matches up with them just fine. It's like nobody fucking outclasses him in any way, shape or form. He does his thing in every match. Max, correct? Max, yeah. Well, Lethal gets too, but yes, that, that is a good point. That's a very good point. No, and Lethal, see, the only thing that, that I don't like about this fucking tournament is that I want to see now, you know what I'm saying, once you're done with the gold versus the gold. Hello? Rock? Yeah, Rock. I was saying that. You fade out. You said gold versus the gold. Yeah, gold versus you know after the gold versus the gold and the blue versus the blue, I want to see all the gold, all the gold faces all the blue. Well, the only top two get in there. Although there's a whole bunch of fucking dope ass matches that can be made from you know what I'm saying the combination of the other two too, man. And that's the shit that I want to see. Yeah, 
No, it, it's now you're just being fucking greedy, man. You're being greedy, and I love it. I love it. JJ, I need that. I need that. I I absolutely loved it. Now it, I can see, and I've been thinking about it. Why, if Jay Lethal continues to lose, or, you know, I can see where he might think, "Hey, I've gotten weaker because I've depended on these people. I need to get away from them." That might be a storyline that they might work out of this, which I hope they do if they're smart. Um, but oh my god, the whole concept, everybody that they've put in there, and yeah, they've got a couple of like weaker cats, like you said. But oh my god, so fucking good, so fucking good. And again, I'm not a huge Moxie fan, but I thought it was so good. It was, it was a real fucking match, like you know. And I appreciated that. And and thanks to the rules, no shenanigans with exactly. Uh, you know the the fake JJ and and his his head bitch and even though you know I like me a little Sanjay every once in a while, but again they played this up too, just like they did the first round with the uh, lethal, where he comes out, he kind of does his pose, looks behind his shoulder, and there is nobody there. So they're definitely playing with that. Um, so no, that I, I fucking love it, and, and and the hits keep coming, guys. The next Continental Classic Gold match is, uh, unfortunately, I guess he's going to be this person's going to be the Daniel Garcia of the group, him or Lethal, Mark Briscoe versus Roosh. The match was fucking great. Um, they back and forth. The interesting part here, and I don't know whether you know what exactly occurred as far as his leg, but there was a part of the match where it had nothing to do with the move he was doing, but Roosh all of a sudden went down hard. Really was was kind of selling a leg injury, and it wasn't a sales job to where then all of a sudden he poked Briscoe in the eyes and rolled him up. This prolonged, so it was uh, it was interesting, and I, I wasn't sure. At, by the end of the match, his leg seemed a lot better, so I don't know if it's something he worked through, a cramp or whatnot, I have no idea. Uh, these two guys were chopping each other down like they were just lumberjacks. They just didn't give a shit. Uh, unfortunately, Briscoe takes the loss. He's 0-2. This actually puts Roosh at 1-1. One one. Um, so, again, Briscoe, similar to Lethal, similar to Daniel Garcia. They're going to be behind that behind that damn eight ball. So they, they need some Ws. But the match itself, you throw me some uh, redneck kung fu and an old Milwaukee, and I'm good to go. What about you, Brock? Witcher boy. And you know what I mean? Like, it, hopefully at some point, you know what I'm saying, these guys, you know what I mean, like him and, and, and um, what's his name, uh, Jay Lethal will get some kind of points on the board so they don't go, like, without any shit. But, you know what I mean? The good thing is they're in the same bracket. So somebody, you know what? They should be the only tie. <laughs> they should, they should be the only draw. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm with you. Go ahead. Lethal, as far as having Lethal and Briscoe being the whooping boys. I don't. Like yeah, that. I mean, hopefully they'll get fucking points. But you know, if they don't, it's not the fucking end of the world either. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to seem like the bitch, right, JJ? What you think of the match? Oh, I thought it was so good. So freaking good. 
Yeah. It's one of those things where they're just allowed to fight. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. Yeah, it was. I, I did. And the next thing I didn't love because I hope it doesn't lead to something. So as we all know, Sting next March 2024 is going to retire. And they've announced that it's going to be at the Greensboro Coliseum, which was the uh, time that I believe I, it might have been a great American bash. I could be wrong. But he ended up beating Flair for the title. So we got Flair standing next to him and Tony Savani and the three of them are reminiscing about all the decades they were together, whatnot. And they still haven't announced an opponent. For God's sake, do not let it be Flair. Uh, Flair did at least say in this interview that, hey, I'm going to be there right with you by your side. So I'm hoping that means out of the fucking ring. But anyway, uh, just I don't know. Just real quick, JJ, who would you pick as, as Sting's final opponent? I have no clue. Brock? Darby. Bingo. I thought that, but I just I can't see... Put Darby over on his last match. No, you can't. Well, I mean, Great Muda lost his last match against Nakamura, didn't he? You're supposed to lose your last match. Yeah, so. Let's all flare that because he didn't. Ugh, no, he lost. He just doesn't know it. Right. Lost respect. <laughs> so, all right. So, next up, we have uh, our world champ, uh, MJF, coming out. He has a cane. Uh, there's several reports of multiple injuries. Don't know what's legit, what's not, so I don't really give a shit. Uh, He is working the crowd something fierce, uh, basically putting Joe over, mentioning how he had a a TNA poster as a kid, and, of course, uh, you know, really really enjoying, uh, you know, Samoa Joe in in those years. And then the lights go out. And then the lights pop back up, and we have got uh, four guys in all black – Nobody had the devil mask on. Was my one person had the devil mask on the back of his shirt, so I guess he was the devil. So they're about to fuck up uh, the champ, but here comes superhero. We talked about this last week. I know I did. So basically, Samoa Joe is going to protect MJF as much as he can before their match next month. Uh, what is it, December thirtieth? I think it is, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so. He comes out, clears the ring, has a baseball bat, by the way. And JJ kind of noticed it. it looked like the same baseball bat as uh, uh, as, as Grandmama, uh, Mr. Jericho. Uh, so he comes out. No, remember, he knocked the, the bat out of the dude's hand and took it. Oh, that's true. Excuse me. And uh, But then all of a sudden there's a screen on the, on the screen, or basically a challenge to – MJF and Samoa Joe next week on uh, Dynamite in a tag team match against two whoever's. All they're saying is unknown. Uh, Samoa Joe really is kind of not receptive to this whatsoever. But MJF's pissed and he says, fuck yes, we're going to go. We're going to do this. And Samoa Joe again is pleading with him. I love the Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah, uh, the Scooby-Doo shit was fucking hilarious. So, we're going to have a tag team match again. This is the second time they've uh, actually teamed together. Don't forget, he helped him defend the ROH title against the Guns. So, uh, we'll see if the winning streak continues and uh, how that all works out with this devil character. At some, t- at some time, they need to pay this shit off. 
Um, any comments by either one of you about the promo and the lights going out and all that bullshit? You know, I, now that I think about it, though, about the going back, him having Callie. what looked like uh, Jericho's bat. bat um, what if it is Jericho and 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 company? Yeah, but he's got a he's got a storyline with Omega going against uh, Big Bill and uh, the tag team champs, Starks. I don't know. I mean, it might not be. I'm not saying he can't be a multiple, but I don't. No offense, none of those guys because they're wearing some you know kind of skin tight stuff. No. I don't think any of them really. Now that doesn't mean they can't throw him in the ring and save the Sam. I'll give you the wrong. Right. But Brock, ideas, comments about this? I'm just curious to see who the fuck uh, ends up being the dude. I'm gonna come right out and say I think it's uh, Adam Cole Bay Bay and his his real life best friend, Next Strong and uh, and the Kingdom. That's it's my opinion might be uh, out of out of sorts here, but I, I'm going with that. I'm going to go with the the, the ultimate reveal is going to be Adam Cole. But there was one report; it cannot be true though that even AEW hasn't determined who they're going to put behind the mask yet. Which I think, if you're going to do a storyline like this, you don't know yet. That's a little fucked up. That's ballsy. But who knows? I don't. I thought for sure it was fucking uh, CM Punk at first. And he even kind of fucking fifty bucks. He kind of fucking even teased at it, you know what I mean? So it was like, oh shit. I don't know. It, it's it's a nice little storyline. I like it, you know. And you're 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 kind of now. There also is the thing of like MGF is controlling these guys. When I say we're controlling, not Michael, but like he's the head of this group just to kind of help him with Samoa. So who knows? It'll be interesting. Let's. Keep it going, Tony. Keep this one going. You're doing it a good could job be that. It's like the, the old Vince McMahon. It was me all along, Austin. That was the worst fucking reveal ever. So, we're going to go ahead here. and uh, We have a squash, kind of. We got A.R. Fox, who for some reason decided he was going to brush up with uh, Mr. Warlow um, last week, which produced a match this week. The only reason it wasn't a 100% squash was uh, A.R. Fox, before the bell even rang, did a fantastic uh, jump over the top rope from inside to outside and jumped on Warlow, got some licks in. He was going to take his shot. Unfortunately, his shot only lasted about 30 seconds. Warlow destroyed him outside the ring, threw him in the ring, and they finally rang the bell. But uh, Fox did get his uh, 450, I think it's called. Um, I think that was the... The leap got to 450, but uh, which is normally his finisher. But uh, Warlow kicked out at one, so not much on your finisher, dude. But of course, then it's ref referee stoppage after the third power bomb, I think it was. So it was the squash. Referee stops it. Uh, Warlow just he's you know just walks out of the ring, no fanfare, no nothing. Uh, opinions on this, guys. I, mean, I feel like they're trying to build him back up, and I don't know if this is going to do it, but. Now, other than Lowe's hair being messed up, too. Look at bed hair. 
Well, the, I, you know, I think part of it is they're trying to make it look like he came out of the mask, you know? One of them said that shit, too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. There was a report on that. But my only problem with that is, and I, I could be dead wrong, I didn't see anybody that was even close to the mass of that young man. But again, they could just say, they could put him behind the mask one day and say, hey, it was me all the time. Ha ha. His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. All right, so we're back here. Turnbucks and Brass Nugs. Over there, over there. Where were we, Scuba Steve? Well, we were just finishing up talking uh, about A.R. Fox's uh, encounter with uh, Mr. Wardlow. And we're going to go into uh, the Hardys and uh, Brother Zay being, again, fodder, if you will. They're basically kind of the jabronis of the <clears> – <throat> they're the, the, the Mulkey brothers or whatever they were called back in the day. Uh, they're going against the top flight. Dante is back from that disgusting. And AEW had to show you again that injury from eight months ago from the ROH uh, uh, match where it was for the titles. It was like a four-way or whatever. But uh, the match was decent, I guess. It was back. It was Both of them got some decent uh, – exposure as far as everybody got their spots in, but pretty much as the Hardys have been doing now, it's another loss. Um, they did a good job quick tagging Dante, not leaving him in the ring too long until kind of the end. Uh, but he was springboarding and jumping and all that like normal. So God bless him because that injury was, was so bad. But top, top flight does take the W. So again, it's the brothers and it's uh, Action Andretti. I'm just lumping them in to say top flight. Match was decent, uh, but again, it's a, it's another Hardy's loss. So I feel kind of bad for them because they're pretty much just uh, – we talked mm-hmm. about gatekeepers. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're pretty much gatekeepers now, kind of what we talked about before uh, last week with some people. Uh, but the most important thing here, Dante looks solid. He was springing all over the place. You know, uh, I hope he continues forward because he's either injured or his brother's injured. Uh, But together, they make a fucking fantastic team. Uh, JJ, go ahead. Oh, I was just glad to see them back. It was so good to see them back. Uh, He looks like if he's built up a little bit more. uh, They still look like... Like trolls, but you know, whatever. <laughs> come, on, come on, they do still have the treasure troll hair. You know what? You watch SNL sometimes. Have you seen the um the one with uh, it's a Halloween one with Tom Hanks and they it's a scary house. Yeah, fucking uh, um, something pumpkins, David pumpkins. Yes. <laughs> well, his da- David pumpkins dancers is exactly what they look like. It's just the way the hair stands up. It's a little too weird. And I'm here to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah. That was I, I, man, I love Tom Hanks on Saturday Night Live. It's fantastic. I like when he was on Black Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, how do we going to go well? And he fit right in. And then at the very end, it was the question. He goes, well, it was fun while it lasted. 
right. So let's talk about fun wise lasting and let's talk about our TBS champion, Julie Hart. Her second defense in as many days. Well, before you, uh, actually, before you even, uh, was that before or after? Now that I think about it, I might have spoken too soon. But, I, you know, the the big payoff of this, uh, of the top flight being back and all that shit is that. Um, I was going to get to that, but go ahead. This is great. Go ahead. Is that uh, now they've been challenged by Penta and. Commander. Commander and, and LVO. Uh, Dude, okay. That match. They might as well put fucking. So awesome. They might as well put fucking trampolines in the ring and shit. And can we go ahead and make it a like a Texas tornado? Because they're all going to be in the ring at the same fucking time, the majority of the time anyway. Just put it in the fucking rules ahead of time. Let's not even tag people in. Let's just all six of them get in there and flippity flop. And you better be in a dome stadium or something because, my lord, these guys can fly. I totally, totally agree with you on that deal. But no, that, that happened after the heart match, but that's fine. Um, so, all right, so let's get to our TBS champ, uh, her second defense in a couple days. She's facing uh, Sakura. She's an odd one, but I like her. I do like her a lot. Uh, she had just gotten off uh, facing uh, Frost uh, on collision. Julia starts slow in this one. Uh, she's Mm-mm. taking an ass whooping. No, 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 no. No, she didn't take an ass open? No, I'm sorry. The dog was biting my phone charger. Oh, great. Okay, so anyway, uh, Sakura is just whooping whooping her ass. Now, the funny thing with this, again, we're going by the house rules again, Mm -hmm. where the challenger gets to pick a stipulation. Sakura's stipulation, because Hart does have a finisher that is a submission, basically, you, you cannot win... By, by tap out. You can't win by submission. This comes into play a couple of times. Hard picture in two different submission holds. And Aubrey Edwards, who is the ref, is telling her, you can't win this way. I'm yelling. She can't Jesse, win what the fuck, can... man? Come on. Really? What? I've got the dog here trying to... Uh, well, fuck it. I don't care. Do it silently, nigga. Fucking smack him. I don't care, but don't make, make a sound and say, no, 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 and start doing kissy noises. While this nigga's talking fucking wrestling. Shut up. Actually, the kissy noises are to me. Uh, that's my bad guy. Totally my bad. I, I kind of peeked around. Said, but anyway, so my problem with this is twice in the match, Aubrey Edwards almost uh, t- tells Hart to get rid of the submission and release it because you can't win by submission. You may not be winning by submission, but that doesn't mean you can't fuck up your opponent in the submission hold. She could pass out. Dude, what's wrong with putting a figure four where it gets the leg to a point where now they're dead meat? So I didn't like that fucking part of it. And it wasn't the I, – I love the house rules thing that because House of Black was doing that when they would defend their six, six-man tag. But in this case, don't admonish Hart by trying a submission hold and putting in a submission hold – She. No, now if Hart goes to her and says, "Hey, she's tapping out," yes, then you can say, "Hey, Hart, you're in a no tap out, you're no submission hold match. Let's, you know, let's keep going." Uh, Hart does the win with her other finisher, which is just kind of a flippy do you do moonsaw off the top. Um, the match is okay. They, uh, I, I, I think they reference this is Julia's hometown, but don't quote me on that, please. Uh, actually, I think. 
uh, Sakura looked fantastic. Uh, she's an odd one, but I, I like her. Um, but uh, it was it was decent match. I liked that the keeping heart chugging along. Uh, again, we talked about it before. Almost think it's a little too soon to put the belt on her, but so be it. Uh, JJ, what'd you think? It was all right. Brock, what'd you think? I liked it. I think she. I think she's getting a little better, and she's getting a lot of like traction behind her too. Like the people are feeling her. Yes, she is getting a nice little pop, and and it's interesting. Is the House of Black are they babyface? Are they heels? I think they're kind of playing the tweener. People kind of like the BCC is doing. Yeah, exactly. I think AEW has a lot more tweeners than actual, you know, face heels. I'm going to go with that. I really agree. And I honestly don't think there's a problem with that. That's fine. Not at all. It should create more matches. All right. So next, um, we're going to go, we're going to talk a little bit about a promo here. And you talk about somebody that is a fucking heel in AEW. And that's Christian Cage, the Patriarch. That's his name now, the Patriarch. TNT (laughs) champion, Christian Cage. So Christian goes to the ring and there's uh, about, uh, I, I don't know, six to eight security guys with him. He goes in there and immediately calls out uh, Copeland, Edge, whatever you call him. Nothing happens, though. It's funny. I guess uh, Adam was on the shitter. Not sure. But he gets called out. Nothing happens. He then goes through a little spiel. And, and again, hey, can you please grace me with your presence, Adam Copeland? Nothing. The third time's a charm. And here comes Adam Copeland. Now, the funny part is security is blocking the two, the two people. And Christian Cage makes comment that the security was not my idea. It was AEW Tony Khan's idea. I don't care. And then, oddly enough, sends security out of the ring. Pretty peculiar from a sniffling, you know, little heel. And he then talks heart to heart with Adam Copeland. Says, you know what? After what you did to Kill Switch, what you did with, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wayne. Nick Wayne, uh, I took a drive and I got this like pivoting, like, you know what, what am I doing? What am I doing? We, we need to, we need to get back together. We need to make the, the, the tag team run, you know, talks about how unfortunately Christian's dad was, was, I guess had passed early in his life. And, you know, he spent all his time with uh, Christian Cage family and how his dad was basically Adam Copeland's dad. And then as soon as Adam Copeland turns his back, here comes Christian Cage, but, the St. Adam Copeland's first rodeo turns around, gets him, crocks him in the nuts. And as he's sitting there, he tells him, hey, shine up this belt because next Wednesday it's mine, basically. Starts to leave the ring and then, oh, one more thing I almost forgot. Go fuck yourself. And JJ caught it and I thought it was great when she kind of clued me in. So, so there was no editing at all except for what was it, JJ, about 10 seconds later? Mm-hmm. They like edited it so so you couldn't they they bleeped out the crowd or something. So it's like okay, you can say fuck all you want, you just gotta be quick on the draw. Um, so this just sets up their their match uh, next week on Dynamite, basically. Um, Brock, what you think? I hate that stupid shit, man. And it was the it's such a bad way for for Edge to come into the company. You know what I mean? With this, like, all right. When when Christian Cage was doing the shit with fucking uh, Jungle Boy, he he was coming off real edgy and dark and shit like that, and and it worked for like a a second, and then 
he goofed it up with the fucking um, TBS title shit, the TNT title shit, and then from there, it's been a goof show since then. It's so stupid. Um, this guy's father, and I'm, get the fuck out of here. It's so fucking whack. And then the, the, for him to be, this is his first feud in the company, dumb. I would have stayed away from Christian for a long time before I got them together again. Okay. JJ, what's your opinion? I actually like it. I'm okay with it. I thought it it, it, it was well done. But I also like this Christian gimmick, so... I think it's... For him, it has rejuvenated somebody's career now. Whether you like the promos, don't like the promo, I like his ring work, personally. I like what he's doing now, as far as the character goes. Uh, but, hey, sometimes it's not everybody's cup of tea. But you know what is everybody's cup of tea? And that's a dancing Prince Nana on a crutch. So we have the main event, which again is a uh, gold division match for the Continental Classic. It's Jay White versus Swerve Strickland. Now, both these gentlemen do have a W, so they do have three points. Um, So this could really distance themselves from certain people that unfortunately have no points, as we've talked about before. Now, again, you cannot have someone at ringside, but that doesn't stop Nana for at least going to the top of the uh, ramp. And doing his dance, even with a crutch. So, Nana, way to brave through, my man. Way to brave through. This match was everything I wanted and more. Uh, these guys, I mean, it's, it's, I hate to say it, it's, and it's a cliche. It's, it's what you expected. I actually thought, personally, that, that this would be a tie because, again, you don't want to make one look bad over the other. But the... Uh, Swerve pushes continuing, and they really tease the draw because they did mention, again, it's a 20-minute time limit only, and they announced, they started announcing, you know, to 10, 15 minutes has gone by, and uh, still no winner. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, Swerve counters, he had already taken one, is it, does he call it the switchblade? What does he call his finisher? It's basically the, the, the crossroads, but Yeah, I think he does call oh, it, it. Is it it's it's the sister Abigail is what he does. Oh, okay, very similar. Yeah, I, I can see that. But I don't know what the name is. Basically he did it once it's, and swerve swing blade, I think or something that, like that. Swing blade? Oh yes, yes, good yes, thank you. And uh he already hit it once and after he did whether it was momentum or instinct, uh, Swerve rolled out of the ring so he could not get the pin. And then he he's about to hit it again. He turns it into, uh, I don't want to say a roll-up, but it's basically kind of a roll-up. And he does take the W over Jay White with minutes to spare. So now he's got six points. White only has three. But again, this match is fantastic. And I don't know if they're purposely pushing Swerve as a baby face. But people just cheering the hell out of me when he is putting uh, staples into people or getting stapled. Love it. I like what they're doing with Swerve. It's about fucking time somebody saw what they have in this guy. Brock, what'd you think? Oh, man, what a great fucking match, bro. From both cats, they really fucking... You know, it's the reason why this fucking tournament is so dope because of the type of matches that it's gonna fucking give us and 
neither of these guys disappointed. Uh, I agree. And JJ, I'm going to come right back to you. But someone told JJ tonight, or I think it was today, if I'm not mistaken, she correct me if I'm wrong. The great thing, too, about these tur- this tournament, you don't need story. You don't need to build up. There doesn't have to be, well, why is this guy fucking up this guy? But, well, because they want to win the damn tournament. That's why. So that's why I like about it, too. You're getting some odd opponents with each other. Because without a tournament, I don't see a point where Swerve and Jay cross paths right now. But True. thanks to this tournament, they are. So I, I, I like it because, again, you don't have to worry about it making story sense. That's just, again, my opinion. JJ, what did you think of this match? Oh, man, I thought it was fantastic. Again, it's one of those things where, you know, you have your – I didn't even know that that was going to be a dream match, but I'm glad I saw it. You know what I mean? It's just so good. It, 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 I mean, I, I don't know if I can talk, talk praise enough for it, to be honest with you guys. I mean, it and, – and, and again, with this – the quality – and again, that's why I immediately thought draw. Like, man, I don't, how do you put one over the other? Like – I like them both, you know? And, and they, they capped also because the, the match started like 12 or I think 12 or 48. Right. So I'm there sorry, was... I'm sorry, 948. They had 12 minutes. Excuse me. Right. They had 12 minutes and they kept announcing that they would keep on air if it continued until the end of the, you know, the 20 minutes. Um. So that's kind of the way they kept saying it. They kept announcing the time. You kind of had a feeling it was going to be a draw, you know, um, which is another thing that I love about AEW, that that's perfectly OK with them to have a draw, you know, yeah. which you never see that at WWE. And I love that. I I totally agree. And and I'm, I'm a hypocrite. And I don't know if we were even playing at the time, but like when Brian Danielson came into play. You remember right out of the gate, he had the, I think was it was an Omega. He had the draw with like right out of the gate. And then he had another draw, and it was like, shit, this sucks. But I love it. it like she said, it's a different aspect. It's a tease. Well, and it protects – you get a fucking fantastic match. It protects both athletes, you know? And I'm, I hate to say it. I, I, I am a fan of both. I'm a bigger sort of fan, to be honest. have been since NXT. And I'm not even going to talk about his call-up. Uh, but – I, I like JY too, but man, I was just shocked that they're. I don't want to say they're. They didn't punk him out. It was a great match. I can't say shit. He can still, with the stats the way they are, he can still definitely come back and uh, and win it. But uh, as of right now, in the Gold League, Moxley has six points, Swerves has six points, Jay White has three, Roosh has three, and holding up the rear is Lethal and Briscoe with none. Now, as of this point. Uh, they're they're going to wrestle uh, some more on Collision, but uh, really they haven't done much in the Blue League for this point in time. Uh, Brody has three points, Brody King. Claudio Castanoli has three. Eddie Kingston has zero. Garcia has zero. Now, Andrade and Danielson have yet to step in the ring, but as... Oh, my I God, want- that's going to be Saturday, and I can't fucking wait. Well, Saturday, and you mentioned it already, already, JJ, and that is the fact that Kingston faces Danielson on Saturday. And as as she mentioned, there was a very interesting promo that he pulled where he kind of was whining a little bit and then pulled himself back and says, no, no, no excuses, fuck this. Was it, which one of you said it? Can can we make this a yearly thing? Fuck the belt. I guess there's a belt involved. You're going to be a triple crown winner. 
Let's treat this like uh, right, G, the G, the G one classic. Is that what it G G one? Yeah, the G one. Why not do this every fucking year before your biggest event? Uh, what is the, their big event? Is it is it uh, double or nothing? Is that their WrestleMania? No, all in. All in. All in. All in. Do this about two months before All In, and the winner gets the title shot at All In. Fuck it. And I mean, I don't like it. Huh? No. I got to like it. God, get these guys. I mean, it showed how good Brody King is when he beat, uh, when when he ended up beating uh, Eddie. You don't see Brody in singles, he's always in trio matches or tag matches, you know, and, and even. And I hate to say my boy Dancing Machine Garcia lost, but in that in that loss, he looked very, very good against Claudio, who's one of the best in the world. Yeah, so, no, that's going to propel him to the fucking upper stratosphere if he does well in this tournament. Oh man, I mean, especially he's he still has he's still going to have a match against Andrade and Brian Danielson and Eddie and bro. I mean, he's got a lot of opportunities to continue to shine, and that's what these tournaments are about. And that's what New Japan. I don't know how old that tournament is. It's been since I started watching them anyway, and it's not been super long. But that's always been a good thing. I remember when uh, that's when I first saw Kenny. He had he had basically proclaimed himself he's going to win the G one, and it was in a press conference, and it was I mean it was like a big big fucking deal, and that's what this feels like. It feels like a big deal. You don't have to worry about outside shenanigans. Now there's inside shenanigans like how uh, Jay White did get his uh, first win. Uh, where he he nailed uh, Roosh in the in, in the ball sack, but that's that's just being a heel. But you were not seeing the outside shenanigan bullshit, especially with. In no offense, Jay Lethal, you know, leave the jabronis at home. But you're not seeing 20 people come out with him to help him win a match, and I I think that's fantastic personally. Yeah, I think that's the best thing that they did with the fucking with the rules of this tournament is make it about the fucking wrestling and not about the drama and shit like that. And there's times and places. The Bloodline's a perfect example over the, what, three-year period they were pretty much running roughshod. I mean, it, that made sense. It sucked. I hated it. I flicked it off, but it made sense. But this, this oh, man, this is pure gold. And, and if AEW does not capitalize on this, uh, they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Because this is, a, this is the golden goose. You can bring in the fans. I mean, J, JJ's not kidding. She's, she is stoked. She just made it Saturday. Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's, 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 let's make a little play date. Let's all watch wrestling. I mean, and that's, not, that's something AEW has not been able to really capture, in my opinion, on a consistent level. I hope they drag this on. I mean, what is it? Uh, five. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six people. So five matches. So five to six weeks. And let's extend it. Let's, you know, fuck it. Make, make this last for eight weeks. You don't have to have. Now, Dynamite was cool because, what, they had three of them, right? You know, just pop two of them in there. Make me want to see it the next week and the next week and the next week because this is this is gold, and I, I'm really enjoying it. I can't, like, JJ, can't wait till Saturday. Can't wait till Wednesday. Let's, uh, I, I can't wait to see Castanoli versus uh, Brian Danielson. Not, of course, they're both fantastic. And if you remember in WWE, he kind of – Danielson – let him go over so he could, you know, go and try to face Roman, if you recall. 
So, I mean, they have some some uh, history together, and they had some good matches in WWE. I can only imagine what the fuck they're going to end up doing here. Uh, Danielson against Brody King, Big Little. That's going to be a hell of a match. There's just so many good combinations that they put together here uh, that I, I am super stoked. And Jay, right now, Jay White and Swerve Strickland is the match of the, the tournament, in my opinion, right now. But I can't wait till the next match of the tournament happens. So, you know, thumbs up to uh, – to Tony Khan on this deal, in my opinion. For once, um, and even though, and then still, even it was that you stole the idea from the G one, so it's not even an original idea. Still, hey, I don't, I don't give a shit if he stole it or not, man. It's, it's, it's entertaining the hell out of me. Um, and that's, that's really all I care about. I mean, that's, I mean, everybody's, everybody's stealing something from somebody. You know what? But I, I don't mind it because he's bringing. So much attention. I didn't know a lot about New Japan, and I've learned so much more because of what he's doing and and the partnerships that they have and the things that they're working together. Um, I'm not against it. I'm totally not against it, and I'm actually grateful for it. It's cold. Well, like I say, even though he's even though like he stole the idea, still the the people that he put in the tournament. You couldn't have picked a better roster. No, there's not a. I mean, unfortunately, it's going to look like there's a Jabron in there, but there's not a Jabron in there. I mean, even I mean, even Jay Lethal and and Owen two and Briscoe and two, they had some good fucking matches. They really did, and you could turn it real quick where they can get one win, get them right back in the in the thick of things. It could be against each other, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I was shocked, you know, Roosh is one and one. Jay White's one and one. It's this is just great. I, I fucking love it. And you know, interesting too storyline wise, as I mentioned, you know, right now they're gonna probably push the narrative of uh John Moxley having a bad knee. You know, so that could drop him in the standings a little bit, you know, oh man, he gave his best but he had the bad knee or whatever. So that that's a good storyline. I mean, they're 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 doing very well. Uh, don't oversaturate it, uh, but I would I would do this once a year right before you're you're all in, and that winner earn the fucking shot at getting a title shot. No one can question it. No one can say anything about it. If you win this fucking tournament with these twelve guys, thumbs up, man. You deserve the title shot, and you deserve your quote unquote WrestleMania moment or whatever. In my opinion, but in thinking so, Brock, who do you have in this? Who do I think is going to win it all? You got it. Um, it's hard to say, man. I want to go swerve on it, man. JJ. I'm kind of stuck between swerve and, um, and Moxley. Hmm. Well, we're going to, they, they will face off. So that, hmm, that, is, that is very interesting. Are they on the same side? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. My pick. That's my pick. That was, I tell you, I thought it beforehand. 
I'd say that match, God, that match with Jay, Jay White was just unbelievable. Those two guys were fantastic. And it sucks. We're not even mentioning the other group at all as far as, you know, a Brody King or, or a Brian Danielson. Well, she did, Brian Danielson in that group. I think they're doing more of them on collision than. Yeah, they're, they're, you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yes. And that's fine, you know, but that leads me to something else. Is it just me or is the tag team champions only on collision right now? With Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Yeah. I, I, I don't recall them being on collision, excuse, uh, Dynamite anytime recently. I don't know if I like that very much, but we went through all these matches except for the, the six man tag. We didn't have a tag match. Everything was singles or the six man tri- trios match, excuse me, is their terminology. But uh, no, I like it. And by the way, uh, between now and the end of the year, we're going to have a homework assignment. You're going to give me your top five men and top five women of 2023. Not a Mount Rushmore, not of all time. I want five and five. Huh? Didn't we do this last year? Uh, I thought we did a Mount Rushmore last year. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, but it's yearly, dude. I said of this year. Forget about yeah. it. You know what? Well, with all that being said, you're a fucking bum rock. Oh, you, you got the poly reference. Lead us home, my friend. You can't play other music on right now. No, I'm not. That's my ringtone for my phone. Sorry, man. So like I was saying, this has been another great episode of Turnbucks and Brass Nuts. For myself, Brock Brolic. Scuba Steve. You can't see me. And Double J. I said good day. This is Turnbucks and Brass Nugs. Hit it. Heavyweight primate with a Harvard mind. Blood filled with a citrus mixture of orange lime. Pussy drip when the thought of action come to mind. Born to ride when the spring summer shine. Bonafide, eyes wide running high. You don't want the revolution to be televised Terrified from the Arab Mountain death camps With the iron burning hot, give you chest stamps Phone calls with the cloth over the mouthpiece With or without lead, burn about an ounce cheap To the neck like a razor for the stubble Raise inside the struggle, blazing in the huddle, yeah Dig a hole, throw the lamb in it Leather slippers in the sand, motherfuckers couldn't stand in it Myself on the back, don't fake the funk on the nasty dunk shack I tag. Close the window to your soul. We just have my lungs burn. These old suckers getting placed into a young urn. Specialized like the little bus. Use my chubby little finger first to stimulate the glitter rust. King Kong ain't got shit on us. I'm out here getting it for real. Why you motherfuckers fill a bus? Weed in my finger flicker. I'm on a solo mission. Started at pole position. Eyes on a long division. As it burn my thumb, I roll another one. Quite persistent, that's why they call me my mother's son. Shoot the gold gift, leave your whole stiff, make your whole sniff.
hootie and a blowfish I'm playing a cold kid Cause every motherfucker in here rockin' low dip I'm on that old shit Always likes to pat himself on the back. <laughs>